0: favorite church can you get up on your feet if you're watching online come on can we honor Gary Shadow? please sit sit welcome to my house you can sit how are you doing? Welcome. You know, I, I, I walked in here and,
1: and, and I sat down beside Pastor James. And um, to be honest with all of you, I haven't really been able to experience worship like this in, in, in years. Yeah. I mean, I've attended, you know, uh, uh, being invited to other churches and all, but um, there was just something about walking in here today uh, to be able to, to worship, you know, with, with no mask um, I know you've been doing it for a while now, maybe, but I haven't. Yeah, we're,
0: we're the first church in the Philippines to do
1: it. <laughs> but it just, felt, it just felt like this was really meant to happen today, awesome. and I'm really meant to be here.
0: Awesome. So, We've been talking about doing this for years. Yes, that's years. right. And finally it's happened. Yes. And I think I need to start with the question that I think everybody wants to know. I, I think everybody wants to know, what is the secret magic potion that you are drinking to look so good? Okay, this is going to sound weird. Did you okay? make a deal with someone in the 80s? Or why are you better looking than your sons? I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> why? How are you so good looking? And you're nearly... No, I'm
1: not ashamed to say how old I am. Wait, don't, please don't go on your phones and look at Google. <laughs> Okay, I'll be honest, I turned 58 in August 6, so um, no, you know what, what's, it's, it's gonna sound strange, okay, but
0: you met someone in a back alley one day, they <laughs> offered you this little potion, no, no, no sorry, I, I, think,
1: I think it's the fact that um, you've heard about the conditions that I've had to live with, you know, the diabetes being the number one, which I've had now for Wow, since I was 14. So that's what, 48 years, am I correct? Uh, no, yeah, correct. 50, to 44. For, something like 44, that. Please, 44, Please, I was not good in mathematics. You do the math. But because of the diabetes, okay, which I still have, which I still carry, which many times when the kids were younger, they would go to my, my wife, Angeli, and say, I think it was Paolo who once asked, why like that? You know, we've been praying for God to heal Dad. And he still has it. And yeah. this is from the heart of a child, seeing their dad go through hypoglycemic uh, moments and times when my sugar goes too high. And yet, you know, when you look back at all of the, the things I've gone through and you look at today, when I receive comments like that, when they say, "Wow, well, come, how come you look the way you do? Listen, if I was not a diabetic, I wouldn't be taking care of myself the way I am taking care of myself wow. now. I would be eating just about anything. And it's tough, as a diabetic. No, really.
2: Yep. You
0: know, I mean, so, um, I, I, I still. This was a dumb question to ask. All right, whoever else is convicted, raise your
1: hands right now, let's just pray. No, so, so that's basically when I look, because I cannot keep waking up each day yeah. and going, when is it going to happen? Yeah. When are you going to heal me? If he does, praise God. Yeah, if he yeah. doesn't, praise God. Yeah. You know, I mean, wow. I'm in his hands and there's no safer place to be. So that's where I am today. Amen. So I'm just thankful. I'm really thankful that the diabetes has not gotten my eyes, which yeah. usually is the first thing yeah. that goes. You know, I've had to deal with a whole bunch of, issues with my heart. I had a bypass in 2018. Two weeks later, they found cancer in my kidney. So I had to go in and it was like one after the other. And at the end of it all, I'm still here. You know? So I'm really going to be very bold about how good God has been in my life because there is no other reason why I am here today.
0: Don't get me going here. Don't, don't get me going. <laughs> Come on, right now, if you would like diabetes in your life. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kate, and the, my wife just
1: yelled at me for that one. I'm sorry. No, and, and sorry. the thing is, the thing is, usually people have the wrong uh, notion that maybe because I was taking a lot of sweets when I was a young boy, and that yeah. it, doesn't work that way. Okay? It doesn't happen. There are people who've been taking Coke every day and they're, they're fine. Yeah. But or, me, I,
0: or burgers and or fries. Or burgers and fries. And they're okay, and we're right? we're fine. We and, look they, great. and they're fine. We look they're fine. They're good. <laughs> Thank you. Ah!
1: But it's, it was all the more. It was like, you know, why? Why is this something that yeah. I have? You know? But, you know, God has other plans and they are much better than mine.
0: That, that was supposed to be a... Like a humorous, joking first question that you hijacked into a life lesson. <laughs>
1: no, because and, we don't, uh, we may yeah, not have no, enough I know. time. In- yeah, no, I know. Yeah. But it, it's, it's,
0: uh, <laughs> just take care
1: of yourself.
0: Yes. Okay. Just, yes. Take care of Amen. that body. Amen. God, if you want a body like this, become a Christian. <laughs> no, seriously, but you are body goals. Uh, anyway. I have a bunch of questions for you tonight, okay. and we're going to see where we're going to get to. But why don't you just... Actually, we did an interview a couple of years ago online. Yes. Which was probably the best interview you've had uh, <laughs> that you've done. Um, okay. So I'm going to ask a couple of those questions. But just give, just give people... Because we actually have a bunch of people watching online as well that aren't Filipinos either. That, so they don't really know who you are. Um, and so just give us a little background just about your life, your upbringing. Uh, I remember we, we talked about the fire once. You know, just, just give us a quick snapshot of your childhood and your life. Okay, um, <clears throat> sorry, and I just wanna say this as well, because uh, something that I've so appreciated about you and a few of the other people in our church is, a lot of times you see people of celebrity or people of fame and you think everything's perfect and you think they have it all together. And one thing I love, especially about Tito Dogeri, is that you are as real as they come. And you've lived life. I mean, everything you just shared about diabetes, cancer, my gosh, you've lived life. And so even when I want you to share, the reason why I want you to share is because I want you guys to understand that at the end of the day, take away the fame, take away the dancing ability, uh, take away his extraordinary good looks. He's just the same as you, sort of, (laughs) sort of. But you understand he's actually lived life. And so just tell us a little bit about. You know, snapshot of your, your upbringing your childhood. Okay,
1: so um, I was born and raised in the Philippines. My mom is from, San Juan, in, from Arecibo in Puerto Rico. My father is from Kamalig Albay, the home of the Mayon volcano. Anyway, so they met in New York. Uh, they moved here, and I'm number six out of seven children. Um, I, I grew up in a family that, where everyone had, has talent. You know, so when I started humming tunes at a young age... Uh, it was no big deal because everyone had talent. And one time I sang in, a, in, a, in, in front of my mother, and that's when the first time that I heard somebody say, Iho, you have a voice. But that's it. It never became a dream of mine. It never became a, an ambition of mine to ever come up on stage and actually use entertainment as my profession. But that all changed. Um, in, when I was in my senior year in high school in LaSalle, Green Hills, I grew up in Green Hills. Animal? Um, Animo
0: LaSalle? Rocky, Rocky, this is not about you. It's not about you and it's not about LaSalle.
1: <laughs> but um, uh, to, to the young ones who are here, a lot of what I am today is because of what I experienced in LaSalle. I'm not saying this because I'm LaSallean. I'm just saying it because I know that there are people who are in maybe the field of education. Well, there were people who educated me who took their time to step out of their way to try and educate somebody like me because I wasn't easy to educate. I was always an entertainer. I was always trying to be the class clown. Um, I was always uh, trying to make people laugh. And I guess it was also in my way of dealing with what I saw was happening, which was my family was breaking apart. Not my family per se, but my parents uh, were about to separate. And um, uh, when, when I left for the United States when I was second year high school, there was no intention of me coming back. But my mom saw that I was not doing well, uh, living apart from my father and my brother because the, fo- the family split. The younger ones went to Orlando and the younger ones, uh, older ones stayed here. And when I came back from the States, I was able to go back into LaSalle, Green Hills, be the same crazy guy that I was. When I say crazy, it's just the mischievous, you know. I, I, I would get chalk and throw it up onto the electric fan and the chalk would hit somebody. They wouldn't know who it came from, <laughs> you know, things like that. And then, but there were teachers that went out of their way that really spoke to me and said, do you want to pass my subject? Because if you don't pass this subject, you won't get through. Of course, I'm like, yeah, of course, I want to. He says, you have time? I'll give you time. One week, come and see me. And you know, I've never forgotten those experiences. Because if they did not do that, I don't know if I would have ever ended up graduating or pursuing this kind of career. So I ended up singing in school. It wasn't a glee club. It wasn't a, a choir. It was a group called the Kundirana. And it was there. That uh, the principal of the school said, you need to bring joy to others through music. Wow. Now, of course, as a, as a 16-year-old boy, no, what I want to hear are, those are the screams. Now, screams of ordinary people are, but when it's,
0: yeah. that's for the girls. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. I remember, so when you, I remember those.
1: So that was, that was, for me, that was my gauge of success. If the women, the girls screamed, I didn't have to do anything on stage. I just have to stand up like this and then look, success, no more. I don't have to sing anymore. But that's what it was. That's what it was then, you know, when I was 16 years old. But things did change because God, even at that time, I didn't know him. I knew him. Up in my head, I had no experience in my heart, um, but it was tough because. Um, can I just go on? Yeah. Okay, because um, I always thought that my relationship with God was already close. I was a, I was an altar boy. I lived 247 steps from my house to Santuario de San Jose in Green Hills, in Green Hills East, so I would serve in mass. I would make sure that if there were younger guys, I would tell them, ring the bell at the right time, okay? And then I would know what color to wear and all. And if there was an altar boy who was absent, since I lived so near, I would take the place. So there were times when I would be the altar boy for six or seven masses, you know, for the day. I would just be there ready for service. So everything was good. I was doing everything right. But my life was very colorful, and someday I'll probably write a book of some of the chapters of my life that people have never heard me speak about because it's just too long to talk about. But for those watching and for those who've never known me, um, I actually don't even know why the Lord chose me. You know, It's not because of the looks. It's... it's, <laughs> it's no, no, because I'll tell you why. I'm, I'm, I'll, I have to tell you why I say this. Because many people have, I've heard many people say that. Oh, wow. Because the way you look and all, and I, I want to correct them, but I don't also want to put them in their place at that point. But it has nothing to do with looks. Yeah. It has nothing to do with your, even your ability to come up on stage and entertain. Um, and there's, a, there's something I'll get into later on, but just, just that, that's how it all started for me. I ended up performing in different schools. And there was this one school called Maryknoll, which now is Miriam College. Isn't, isn't that it, an all-woman's college? It, yeah. No, <laughs> oh, no, excuse me. Excuse me. It's not... It's... So I stepped out on stage, and I, have my, my, I had friends who were there, namely Joseph and Anthony Pangilinan. And I was up there on stage, and they went to their Ate Angeli and said, Ate, you have to see this guy perform. And her, their, their Ate Angeli was part of a band called Music and Magic. They would perform with Kula Desma, and I performed. And after I performed, it was the very first time that a, an entertainer m- made up and all came up to me, and she was behind me, and she goes, um, Excuse me, um... I heard you sing. You're, you're pretty good. Do you have a manager? And I looked back at her, and that was basically it, you know? I saw this woman, and I said, uh, I tried to be as mature as I could be. Uh no, I don't have a manager, and she asked if I would be interested to od- kind of audition in front of their manager, and I did, and that's how the ball started rolling. I started working with her more and more, and I fell in love with her, and then The rest is. And you got married.
0: We got some photos, I think, as well of you uh, getting married. Yes. But I have to tell
1: you, the story is. The story is. uh, If if they find the pictures and they show it,
0: the story
1: of my life is enough to be put in Maalaala Mokaya. Wow. No, really. I mean, Tani is here, um, and she knows there's a whole background to our families. Here you go.
0: Here, here's some early photos. Yeah, that's way back. Wonderful way hair back, right? on your wedding day.
1: Yeah, no, I, I really had a lot of hair yeah. back then, you know.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah, so, so then, then we got married, um, and we worked together. And Anjali, being the kind of woman that she is, she was also the first one that said, Gary, someday... You're never gonna be able to walk the malls in Manila. And the reason why we were walking the malls is because I had a house that burned a few months before. I actually auditioned for that manager of my wife and we had to buy clothes. There was a time, if you look at my history, there was a time I would always wear white when I would perform. And people thought that was because it was my favorite color. No, that's really all I had left after the fire. It was all white come out and perform. Then I had jeans and all, but that was for school. Yeah. And then Anjali also was the first one that said, someday the stage that you're stepping on will not be the stage in the Philippines. You'll probably go abroad. Wow. And I was like, you really think so? And it happened, and it's wow. still happening. So
0: We've actually got some footage of you when you were very young singing. Do we have that? This is one, of my, this is one of my favorite ones. You're not wearing Which, white. Oh my Okay, thank you. Who's that woman? Thank you very much. That's everyone. not your wife. We'll Who's that woman? You're singing this song to a woman. I don't know who that woman is. That was. Is this a movie? This is a movie, right?
1: Yes, it's a movie. That's my first movie. That's wow. Way back in 1984, 83. Shh. Yeah, that's reaching out. Do you remember out. the song? It's a song called "Reaching Out." Okay.
0: This is listen
2: Maybe to it. You will see. I'll do this is a
1: song that I sing for fans today because the message of that song still lives today. With every song, you need me. this is basically what I'd like to do.
2: Reaching out to you, do you feel it? Too? Loving you is all I wanna do. This is so much better than I thought it would be. I loved it. <laughs> all right, that's enough. You know what? I should
1: call you. I Should Ku-ya boy. <laughs> Kuya boy? Kuya Boy. Kuya Boy.
0: Bye bye. <laughs> we have a white boy, huh? <laughs> you know. This is what's funny. When we moved, we're, we're going to pick this up in a second. But when we moved back here, Kate and I moved here seven years ago. And uh, we started getting some people who were apparently famous in the Philippines started to come to our church. I didn't know who they were. Couldn't care less. Right? Sam, I don't know who you are. You're, you're nobody to me. And uh, <laughs> but there was one person who I actually love. And you got to understand this as well. I love Tito Gary. He's so good. But I'm actually a childhood fan. I used to have Coca-Cola shorts with your face. (laughs) I used to wear your face on my butt in short Coca-Cola shorts. Shout for joy was my anthem. My my heroes were MC Hammer and Gary V, right? (laughs) And I'll never forget. I'll remember. So these people come and then I I, I think the first time you ever came to our church was in the bar in the Metro Walk. Yes, that's right. And you came in. And you walked in and, and we, Kate and I had been to a concert before we moved to the Philippines. You had come to Perth, Australia. Yes. And some of the Pinoy's in our church were like, uh, pastor James, come, come to this concert. I'm like, Kate, you got to come. You got to see this guy. And she's like, what? We we're in this thing. You come out on stage, all these women. <laughs> <laughs> and you're 50 at the time. You would have been 50, right? All this way. You walk out. Kate goes, who is this man? Because you walk out, you're like, right? And you're like, Kate. No, 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 no. This is not about me. This is not about. No, and so, and so we actually, we met, I think we met you at some meet and greet thing. And yes, we're like, hi. Yes. I said, I'm, I'm from the Philippines. I live there. And you're like, hey, great. <laughs> and then that was it. And so I remember when you walked in, you walked into our church, and for, for the only time in the last seven years that I cared, you walked in. I'm like, "Oh, hi, Sir Gary," and I had two minutes of fanboy. And then I felt really the Lord speak to me and say, "He's in your church. He's coming. His family's coming along." And I and I, you know, you, you've uh, come every now and then. And he said, just lo- love him like you would love anyone. And after two minutes, I had to get over it. <laughs> and, and you have just been amazing ever since. And so this is a real honor for me. I loved, I've loved you since I was a kid. Uh, and it is Thank beautiful you, to have you here. Uh, so, so tell us, you're an altar boy. Mm-hmm. And you know him, but you don't know him. Yeah. What happened? The turning point? Okay. Um...
1: It's part of my testimony when I tell people, you know, um, I, I, I associate my relationship with the Lord like with baseball. You know how you step up to the bat and you're given a certain amount of chances to hit the ball. And when you hit three strikes, you're out, you're replaced. Well, with me, God's first strike was when I, my family broke up. The second strike was when I got the diabetes because... I remember, and again, it's part of my testimony. I was about ten years old. I was on the beach with my uncle, and my and his daughter was running on the on the beachfront, you know, and um, she was crying and she was running away from a nursemaid who was holding a syringe, as in crying. ah. And then I looked at my Tito and I said, Tito, why why is she crying? And he says, Ah, no, you know, hijo. My daughter has this thing called diabetes where she has to take an injection every day. And sometimes it hurts her and that's why she's crying and all. And I remember looking at him, telling him, wow, Tito, you know, I wish I never get that. And at 14 years old, when they checked my sugar levels while I was in the States, where the normal level is between 80 to 120 at that time, uh, my sugar was 722. So it was not just a welcoming into the world of diabetes, but it was a, hey, this is going to be your life now. You're going to take one to two shots a day for the rest of your life till they can find a cure. So that was like me looking up at God and saying, okay, family is one. But you heard me. You heard me when I was 10 years old saying, I don't want to get this. And I got it. And the third was... I was in a retreat, and, and the reason why I get emotional about this is because this is just my story. I, I can't even imagine the stories that some of you are facing, and the tears are both of tears of, 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 of the memory and tears of joy because through it all, God still came through. I was in a retreat. I was being asked to lead a retreat, and we all know what retreats are. They're meant to, you know, you have a certain exercises where it's on, on self-esteem and, and trust and God and all. I had a black book where the word of God was there and I had to lead the activities. Now, because I was such a controversial character in high school, being with the Kundirana, nobody took me seriously except the principal of the school who said, I believe that you are called to do things like this. So I'm giving you the book. You take, you take it, and you do. You handle all the activities. While I was in school, I left the house Friday night, and um, it lasted Saturday all day, and it was supposed to end on Sunday afternoon, which it did. But Sunday morning, my father came to school, and uh, he was in a brand new yellow shirt. And I looked at him and I said, "Dad, why wow, your shirt's cool?" And he was just quiet like that. Then I got the book, and I said, Dad, look at all of these activities. Look, there's the Word of God. There's this thing of... Nah, and this, nah, 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 nah. Can you imagine? They want me to do this, Dad, and all. And then he, he got me by the shoulders, and then he told me, Gary, the reason why I'm here early today, because I said, Dad, you're not supposed to be here. If you know the parents of the guys who are having the retreat, they're coming at 4 p.m., pa. So you're kind of early. But he held me and said, the reason I'm here, son, is to tell you that the house burned down last night. And, I, and we lost everything. That was when I closed the book. I threw it to the side. I was with Carlo Orosa, who played uh, the Pharaoh in Joseph the Dreamer. He was witness to that. I threw the book to the side, and he goes, what's wrong? And I told Carlo, at that time, I said, my house burned. And of course, he was in shock. But deep inside me, it was like, that's strike three. Wow. You're out. You're out. And I went my own way. Um, I remember going up to Baguio one time for five days, and I had this whole contraption, which I call my sugar kit, where I have my apparatus to check my sugar and my insulin and all. I got it, and I slammed it against the wall. Clash! And I heard the insulin break, so I was up five days in Baguio with nothing. Wow. No, no, no medication. And my challenge to him was, look, you took everything anyway, Take me. Wow. Go ahead. Take me. But he didn't. He had other plans. Well, um, the turning point happened when uh, I had a song called Dina Natuto. Okay? Uh, maybe some of you, uh, your parents, may know it. You know, it's. <laughs> now, we got, we got some seasoned people in our church. Yeah. No, I saw some people go like this, and then they stop. Because they're like, <laughs> oh, wait, I don't want to show my age. It's a song written by Danny Javier, the late Danny Javier. So it's, Nanjang na naman, tukso ang aking puso. Now, some of you are like, oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. yeah." But even with the success of that song, and I felt I already had put the Lord aside, and I was now going on my own, and that song became a hit. It put me on the map of OPM it really, really made me, it catapulted my career to the the listeners, the the people who loved listening to Tagalog original music. That was the one. But for some reason, even if the the place was packed when I would perform, I would always step on stage with the insecurity that if I came back next Sunday here, would it be this full? Or would people already say, Ah, well, we heard him, we've seen him, We've been there, done that, finished. So the pressure of trying to outdo myself to entertain became a very big challenge for me. I would come home, I remember the concerts, I remember the... (sighs) But it didn't seem like something that would satisfy me any longer. And then there was the emptiness that took place where I would come home and I was like, wow. Now, mind you, I'm skipping a lot of things, huh? That happened here there's a book I'm going to be writing that's going to have all of these stories in great detail everything from how uh, my wife and I came together to the time she got pregnant when she wasn't supposed to to the time when I was faced with my first major hypoglycemic attack because the media started attacking me saying the unwed father who will it be? And it was three pictures, mine, Martin Nievera, and another guy by the name of Raymond Lauchenko. Wow. And I was driving, I had no manager, I had no, no PA with me, I was driving to Saint Scholastica to perform, and the newspaper boys were looking at the tabloid, looking at me, and going, is this you? Is this you? Wow. And, and I was there, you know, at the age of 17, 18, I was just like, And then I performed, and then I suffered a major hypoglycemic attack. I went to the hospital and all. All of these things happened then. Um, But then, little by little, I started to see how God, when I look back now, God was already orchestrating and creating a picture that isn't completed yet, but it's certainly better than the picture I had in mind. beautiful. You know, um, in the middle of all of that, what people would say a scandal, um, I have my first concert. It was Gary V. A. Live uh, at the Araneta Coliseum. And I used that concert as a gauge. I told my management, look, first is, I have to tell the press that she is pregnant. It's true. Um, and uh, now, mind you, this is still in that, this is before that song Dina Natuto" came out, okay? So I'm still figuring things out and uh, I said, um, if there are people who come to the concert, then I stay. But if nobody comes, if tickets don't sell, okay, then I'll, I'll pack up with Anjali and we'll just go to the U.S. and I'll have the baby there and I'll just make a life there. Now, this is me at the age of 18. Wow. Okay. Um, and my management respected me. And I sat down in front of the media. There was no social media then. So this time you're looking at people face to face. Now you know, Now I know why people are so tough to say things without having to show their faces. Yeah. Because at that time, the media was like, we don't think you're going to make it. Your fans are going to walk out. You're so young, Gary. And now she's pregnant. And what? She's six years older than you. What was she thinking? What were you guys, "Ah, ah, your concert's not going to make it and all. So I used the concert as a gauge. But I'll never forget the night of the concert. I had no idea what was out there. This was my first big concert. And we prayed backstage. I didn't lead the prayer. Somebody else did. But my sister came walking in. And she was weeping. And I said, Gina, what's wrong? <laughs> we're sold out. Wow! And I walked. I had to walk up all the way to the, to the bleachers as they made a ramp to come down to the stage. I had to walk up. And while I was walking, people were curious as to, Sino Gary who's this guy? It wasn't pure energy, none of that. But who is this guy? Come, let's go watch him. So when I was walking up, people knew I was walking up, but it was not like "Ah," how it is now. You know, when you see an artist walk, "Ah," then it was like, is that him? Okay, let's see. (laughs) Ironically, the the name of the song, the first song of that concert was a song called Brand New Day. That was the opening number. So already, God was putting things into place. And then Dina Natuto came out. I was feeling empty. And then I went to a dinner in my brother-in-law's house. And in that dinner, I already told my wife, I already told Angelie Angeli, I know why you want me to go to that dinner. Because they have, they're in this born-again, born-again, hallelujah thing, right? <laughs> and she goes, no, Gary, I just want you to listen to what they have to say. Listen, Han, I have work at home. But the work was the kind of work to try and outdo Dina Natuto. It's like how in, I couldn't even write in Tagalog. What was was I thinking, you know, trying to outdo what God was already doing? But I didn't know that. So I told her, I said, I'm only staying for a few minutes, okay? So we had dinner. Sat there. And after the dinner, my brother-in-law again asks me, Gary, so do you know who Jesus Christ is? I knew it. (laughs) And of course, I had to think of my LaSalle upbringing, no? (laughs) Of course, I know who he is. His name is Vic Arenas. He he passed away a few years ago, but he's the one who led me to the Lord. And um, uh, I said, "Yeah, I know him. You know, he's the Son of God." And he died, and he rose again three days after, and he was born on Christmas Day. I mean, all of true. It's all head knowledge. Nothing here. And then Vic goes, it's "Okay," and I told him, "I said, Vic, listen." I know where this is, where you're trying to bring this, but Vic, I'm not not prepared for this. Maybe next week, how about if my secretary calls you? (laughs) That's my brother-in-law, right? I'll make my secretary call you, and Vic, sure, Gary, okay lang. It's no problem, Gary. But Gary, what if on the way home, something happens? (laughs) Because we stayed, we stayed here in uh, where Paolo stays now. That's where we were, basically, you know. And uh, I don't know if we were there already, but I, I really found myself getting involved into what we were talking about until he finally said, you know that you can have Jesus Christ come into your life now. And because as, as an entertainer, you always want to, Give your best and make an impact on people. So I thought that's what I should expect, that there would be God creating wind and lightning and all, and that didn't happen on the outside, friends, but it was happening here inside. And so I said the prayer. It was so simple. I couldn't believe that it took only that, just to have him come into my life to admit I was a sinner and I believe that He rose. I've always believed in Him. It's just that we hit those, that bad spot in my life. The problems did not disappear after I came to know the Lord. But they sort of prepared me for what was to come. And that was in 1985, November 12th of 1985. You know, when I started writing music for Him, I didn't force it. It just came naturally. It wasn't work. It wasn't, now when I stood on stage, it didn't matter if there was no or better pang life. it was because of people getting moved by the Lord. But all of that changed. For me, if even if just one person were to put his hands together for me, if that was him, I'd be, I'm okay now. I'm okay now with that. After that first concert, I came to know the Lord a year after that. And my career just went to places I never thought it would ever go and that was 39 years ago next year I celebrate my 40th year and God has given me God has given me things that I am going to share and show in that concert next year that you need to see Um, but I don't want to let you know too much because it's gonna I'm gonna spill the beans. But that's don't, basically how don't it tell goes. them about our duet. Don't let them okay, know. Okay, listen, listen, okay. You saw him do now a bit, yeah. right? Just he, he, lang, he's really lang. supposed to do a dance
0: number with me. Yeah.
1: I I, I got the harness yeah. for you. So no you can,
0: and maybe you'd, you'd be good. And I'm eating better. I'm eating better in preparation <laughs> for when our shirts rip off in front of the crowd. Uh, answer this quickly because I want to move on to something else in a second. But in your 39 years, because again, superstar, celebrity, everything's easy, right? In a, in a short answer, even being a Christian, have things been difficult in your journey? Yeah. Yep. That's it. <laughs> I did
1: ask for a short answer. No, they you know, the, the difficulties, especially when it hits, the difficulties for people who are creative. There was this guy by the name of um, Kirk Franklin Jr., okay? And he was a person who fell away from the Lord but came back to the Lord. And it was my sister-in-law, Felici, who is uh, Tani's mom, who told me, you know, Gary... Listen to his testimony, and what he said was, for creative people, the battle up in the brain and yeah. the mind is of a different level. Yeah. It's always going to be the playing field of the enemy, and it's always going to be our battlefield. Yeah. So the difficulties being in the entertainment industry, they're real.
0: You know? what, what's been one of the hardest things to, to maintain your Christian walk? And be in an industry that is full of compromise, basically anti-Christian. Oh, in a lot of its ways, you know. uh, Even in a religious country (laughs) in the Philippines, it's very difficult. Uh, What What some of the things you've been faced with? I've been faced with
1: um, rejection. You know, um, they like you, they want you, but they want you to do this, but they know that you can't because of your belief, and then they get somebody else. Um, but in on a very personal stand uh, um, it's difficult because the enemy knows that I'm surrounded by people who can protect me you know so he attacks me in different ways Um, he attacks me in what I see there are so many younger artists now so many Darren is here I think Eric is here and there are, uh, Edward is here. And sometimes, before at least, not anymore, but before when I would see these young ones come out and I'm still being called Mr. Pure Energy, how am I supposed to keep up with the young ones? But I'm thankful that God reminded me Gary, who said it's your energy? Yeah. Someone
0: tweet that. No, it's not. It's never, folks, it's never been. I've seen Edward dance. You are way better. Sample, I love you, Edward.
1: Shh, it's never been my energy, folks. Yeah. Whether I sing or whether I
0: try and move, uh, it's, it's
1: never been mine, it's really been his.
0: And, and to this day, you still have a battle with diabetes. Yes. Literally, when we were sitting side of stage, yeah. you pulled out your device, slammed it on your yeah. you just tapped it on your arm and it showed you yeah and you're like here james this is this is my device i'm like oh what, what does that mean he goes eh, it's a little high and i'm like, will you be okay he's like yeah <laughs> i'll be fine you're I'm a good. stud yeah let's i want you to sing us a song okay but before you sing us a song i want you to explain the song this is my favorite tagalog song of yours yeah, but you didn't write it. I didn't write this one. Gaya ng Dati. Yes.
1: You, you know this song? You know.
0: Do you know this song? Okay, for those of you who don't know this song, <clears throat> let's sing it together, Gary. I'll let you take the first verse. <laughs> <laughs> Explain it because I love this song. And then, I want you to stand up and sing okay. it. Okay. Um, the song was written for
1: me by a pastor. His name is Pastor Al Termolo. Uh, He's a pastor from Bulacan. And he gave me, at that time, when they would send demos, it wasn't through flash drive. It was none of that. It was cassette. Cassette. C A S S. Yeah, yeah. Some of these kids don't know what that is. Just in case, okay? So it was sent to me, and I would sit down. We'd have listening sessions. And then I heard this song. And in the beginning, I fell in love with it because it was a beautiful love song. But then I fell in love with it even more when basically it was a love song from God to whoever's listening. And I understand why it's become your favorite. It became your favorite, James, because it's, it's not an easy song to do. But, um, and I'm going to try and sing this for you. I've really been going through a challenge with my throat uh, since last Sunday. So I'm going to, but I want to sing. I want to sing for you tonight, this afternoon, this evening. <laughs> so, this is from the album called um, Shout for Joy. And uh, I had no idea that this song would, be, uh, would end up becoming one of the most uh, uh, looked forward. I mean, people wouldn't request for it because it becomes so personal. If somebody requests it, it's almost like it's obvious that that's what the person's going through. But they would wait for it. They would wait for this song. So, allow me, James, to share this with those of you who are here now, who are very much like the masks that we have on, where we have the mask to protect us from the outside, but it, we don't get to reveal what's going on inside because yeah. we're masked. Well, you know, God sees through all of that. And before I sing, I'm going to bring out that gadget again. Huh? Yeah, I have water. It's just this little gadget. Yeah, he's right. I just put it here, and then it tells me how high or how low my sugar is. I'm good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do this like sitting down. If I stand up, then I stand up, okay? But um, it's, an, it's an old song uh, from back in 1992. So I'm going to bring out my lyrics just to make sure that I don't forget any of them because I usually make this song as part of a medley. I don't get to sing it in its entirety, but. For if you today, need help, I can. Uh... Sige, <laughs> sige. If, if,
0: if, if I need help. If.
1: Thank you. Okay, I'm gonna try this now. If you, if you hear anything in my voice later on in the song, just bear with me. You know, if you hear anything, just come in anytime, okay? Just take that, make that be your cue. And let me be your insulin. Ooh. Let me be your insulin. I don't know. It it worked. Never mind. Let me just sing the song. Okay, we'll just sing. (laughs) Okay, here's a song for all of you. Be blessed, brothers and sisters. Now, imagine me hearing this song. Can I have more music? More music up in my ears. When I first heard this song, and I fell in love with it, I worked on it. So this is work that was done in the studio, in the house back in the 90s. That's why it sounds like it's from them. Listen well.
2: Dati-rati Laman ng puso mo Ay ang pangalan ko Lagi ako sa isip mo Dati-rati Inaawitan pa Labi ay may ngiti Mga matay ay nagniningning Ngunit ngayon Naglaho na Nasalaang Init ng pagsinta Pangako mong hindi Magwawakas Di ba't no Sa miyo ng bulaglak At ng hangin Ay kapansin-pansin Di ba't no Takbo ng oras Ay di mo napapansin Lading nakla lampion ngunit ngayon, na yon nakla hona sipat tamis na yon pagsingta pagmamahal ko ba ay kailangan ba? Ang dungan lakas Sa pagsubok ay kay tatag Di ba't noon? Sa kaibigan mo'y akong buhang bibig Bakit ngayon'y anong lamig? Di mo alam Ako'y nasasaktan Sa di pangpansin Saking pagmamahal lumapit ka takoy nang hinihintay nang hinihintay o oh, wala oh, oh. Ako inasaktan sa so dibdib pansin Tumapit ka at ako'y Naghihintay
0: do, do you want me to take over?
2: <clears throat> Di mo alam Ako'y nasasaktan Sakti pa seen so asking for lumapit ka Ang puso kong ito'y iaalay sa'yo Gamitin mo ako gaya ng dati Gaya ng dati Gaya ng dati
1: Thank you, thank you. (laughs)
0: Uh, Well, I get—I really get emotional when I. I, I just think that's the. I think you've got some great songs, but man, (laughs) thank you. That song is beautiful. It is. um, It is. Um, it's it's um. It really,
1: really finds a way into the hearts of people when they hear it, especially when people come to me and. You know, some, sometimes they walk up to me and they go, You know, Sir Gary, that song, Gaya Nang Dati, you know when I heard it? And then they break down. And this is sometimes in a mall or even in a school where some of the students, you know, younger people, and it, it gets me emotional because they're young. you know, And then they, somehow they were led to hear the song and realize that God can still use you. No matter where you've gone or what you've done, you know, he can still use you. That's he's in the business of doing that. So,
0: I don't know if you heard, but I came in on a a harmony in that last line. I don't know if y'all heard it. Actually, that's Uh, why I was in tears. I was like, Thank you, Lord. That's
1: the only part he came in, and he came in correctly.
0: If you didn't hear it, you can watch it later on YouTube. (laughs) Uh, Uh, (laughs) so. So there's a rumor. There's a rumor. uh, I've asked you this before, but there's a rumor. I want you to confirm or deny it. Was Captain Planet designed on you? How many? How many here even know who Captain Planet Planet is? Captain are you planet? serious? He's a hero. He it. Okay. Hey, hey, I, hey. Do you remember you taught me how to <laughs> 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 let's go? How do you do how do you do the head thing? The head. It's either you move the head like this,
1: or you keep the head still and you move, move the body your neck. <clears throat> Yeah, all right, sit down. Okay, that's for another, that's for another session. That's right. <clears throat> Wait, I
2: but, tried, I tried. I'm actually shocked. Do you, you guys know yeah. Captain Planet? Yeah.
1: Is my son Paolo here? Yeah, He's, okay, Paulo. If,
0: if he is, he was probably late. No, because it was, was, it was
1: because of Paolo that I, I found
0: out that, I don't know if it was your friend, was it your friend, Paolo, who said. Oh, there he is. He looks thrilled to be on camera right now. Yeah, no,
1: he told me that his friend is supposed to be the dad or uh, the dad of the friend or the uncle of the friend. Yes. Designed Captain Planet. Yeah. Because of the way Gary Valenciano looked back in the 80s. Well,
0: we've actually got a a, photo. I knew. Why did I even… Actually got a (laughs) photo. Wait, that is an edited picture I
1: know because I would fix my hair myself. Yeah, but it was like that. That's the reason why. So I had to ask, is it true? But yeah, Paolo said that, his friend said, no, it's true. Captain Planet is me. (laughs)
0: Yes. (gasps) Actually, I've just had a question uh, come in on text. Uh, Who is your favorite child? I think they just asked, who's your favorite child? Look at you guys, you're serious. You really want to
1: know what the answer is, right? <laughs> we want to know. No, I, I, I have favorite children. Okay? Paolo it's, is my first, my favorite first Hey, song.
0: this is what I do to my kids. Really? Yes! Yeah, but
1: I'm older.
0: Going, I know, and Gab is my favorite second. Yes. You know? yes. And, and, of course, and then Kiana is, is just your favorite. That's what the other two say. Really? Yes, yeah, it's, they, it's they well do? known. Yeah. Really? Actually, do we have some photos of you in, uh, early with your family, right? There we go. We've got yeah, some photos yeah, of you yeah. as, a, as a dad. So there's Paolo, there's
1: Gabriel, and Kiana, yes. Paolo here. It's mostly Paolo, actually. Yeah, Paolo, it's because yeah.
0: he sent me all the photos. That's what I <laughs> figured, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually, that's actually why. <laughs> He deliberately took out the Kiana ones because of his insecurity, but that's fine. <laughs> you guys can't see, but he's actually on camera. Uh, and, and we have a photo of your family now as well, I think, just so everyone can see your family now, which is yeah, beautiful. And obviously your first grandchild, yeah. who's best friends with my children. Yes, I know. And you've got a second grandchild yes. coming yes, as well. And it's, it's a boy. It's a boy.
2: <laughs> so...
0: Not that boys are better, but, uh, but it's, a, it's yeah. nice to have a grandson. You've got oh, a granddaughter. Definitely. It's nice to have a grandson. Um, let me ask you uh, a serious question. Mm-hmm. What, what has the Lord been speaking to you about or challenging you about in this season of your life? Okay, I think um, together
1: with my children, because um, my career w- wouldn't be what it, has been, if not for, well, my wife and the support that I get from my kids. I know you often hear this, you know, from other artists, Oh, my children, they help, but there is truth behind that. Paulo directs my concerts. We can sit down, we can clash with ideas, but we're always looking forward to the same output, the, the same outcome. At this point in time of my career, the Lord is no longer telling me to try and sustain my career. What he's telling me to do is, what now can you give in return? What can you put back? What's the legacy you want to leave behind? And there are things that the Lord has put in my mind and in my heart that I will be working on for not just next year, but for the years to come. Um, Paolo um, came up with an idea before where we came up with a, a, a string of shows called Gary V Presents, and RJ was a part of that wherein I would present on stage artists who I personally believed in and who I felt needed to be exposed a little more. And uh, we, I, Kiana was in it, and there were other artists who were there as well. But the objective was the Gary V presents. So in, I think, the years to come, I will be engaging and getting involved in, in things that would help bring out the best in others. And if, the, if my name can help a bit, in in doing that for the lives of others, then so be it. And I'm 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 really looking forward to it, uh, James, because there are ideas that I have in mind that I've presented to others who might want to become involved, and they're like, "We're gonna be there for that one," you know. So that's just one amazing one of the things, yeah, amazing.
0: <laughs> I uh, I want to ask you. This is this is one of our last questions, and if you're up to it, mm. to maybe sing one more song. But it's only if you're up to it. I,
1: you know, you heard my voice, okay? So it's it's not yeah. exactly where yeah, it we should we heard be. it. It's no, freaking listen, awesome. It's not exactly where. No, I, I'm, 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 I'm a person who my wife calls a perfectionist. Mm. But you know, when 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 you have a God who gives you more than what you ask for, you can't give Him anything less in return. So I'm I, I'm trying to change my being a perfectionist. And I just want to be somebody who's always in the pursuit of God's excellence. And God's excellence, okay, I have, a, I have this whole thing in, in, in me where I tell people, it's good to come up with something perfect on stage. But the, 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 the danger there is because it's so perfect, you tend to look at what you've done and say it was perfect. But greater things can happen when things are not perfect and you pursue God's excellence. And in the middle of the imperfection, God's excellence comes in and, you know, so my voice may not be exactly perfect today, but
0: I'm, I wanna pursue doing one more song. Uh, okay, is that what okay? I'm yeah, I'm gonna ask you one question. You can put your in-ear uh, back in. Uh, in our church, we, we love talking about legacy. Uh, Always looking next generation, you know, uh, Solomon in the book of Proverbs talks about how, you know, a wise man, you know, he leaves an inheritance for his children and his children's children. What is a legacy that you want to leave for your children and your grandbabies and your great-grandchildren that one day when we're all gathered around your tombstone one day maybe, and we're saying... Who was Gary Vee? What legacy do you want to leave?
1: Um, There was one character in the Bible who forever will stand out as one who did not deserve the words that he got to describe who he is. Uh, And that's David. You look at the story of David, you look at his background, and you'll see that he was probably the most sinful of all kings. He was a murderer, he was an adulterer, yeah. you know, uh, and yet, among all the kings, it's God who said that he is the man after my own heart. That's the kind of legacy I want people to remember me because I'm not perfect. You know What you see up here right now, I'm just being real with you. Uh, um, I'm the, I'm, there are times when I, I'm brought to tears because I really don't deserve what I've been given. Everything. A wife, like the wife I have today my son, Paolo, Gabriel, and Kiana, and my daughter-in-law, Samantha, and my, my grandchild, Leah, I don't deserve any of that. And it really, don't, don't ever fall into the trap where, you know, if I do this, I deserve it. If I do this, I deserve it. Yeah, maybe you do. But I know how I think. I know how I am. I know what I've done. I know what I've failed to do. And yet, the Lord has somehow looked at me and says, I know. But I'm here, and I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. And I'm not done with you just yet, Gary. You're far from over. So that's the legacy I want people to know. You know? Uh, that's more than, more than the music. It's yeah. when people see how the music comes together and all. Somebody told me once before, uh, a pastor from uh, a dear friend. Um, his name is Pastor Efren Virai. And he goes, Alamo Gary, I'll say it the way he said it. Kilala nakita eh. Bago pakita nakilala, na And I said, Why? It's your songs. Your songs are not the songs that they do in church. Your songs are from a, a personal relationship with Jesus. And he said, It's not that your songs are better than what they do in church because we need those songs. You need those songs to worship the Lord. But when you write your music, you're sharing really who you are. And this next song that I'm going to do is a perfect reflection of that. I walked into the studio in 1986 on the last day of recording. And at that time, you know, you go into a studio, as soon as you step in, pumapatak na yung metro. (laughs) So we had to finish this last song for the album. And I remember calling my wife and I I told her, Angeli. Okay, Han. I'm sorry. I have this song. I have the music done. I don't have the melody. I just have all the. I was like that. Eh? I used to like instrumentals before, so this was a done song. And I said, I don't think I can write. I don't think it's God's will that this song would be a part of this album. And she took the courage to ask me, um, "But have you prayed about it, Gary?" Wow. And you know, she knows that when I'm all riled up, I was like this, literally. No, 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 Han, I, I really think it's not meant. Han, look, I'm here now. Nan, Nan, I'm not inspired. I have nothing. I'm, I'm thinking of the lyrics. I have nothing. And she took the courage to tell me, but did you pray about this? Yeah. My children know when I'm in that, you know, you don't want to go against the grain. Just let me go and then I'll simmer down later on. But she stopped me in the middle, asked me if I prayed, and I said no. So then she took the next step why don't you go into one of the studios there that you're in and spend time with the Holy Spirit? This was 1986. I had a one year old in the Lord. To hear the Holy Spirit, it felt like so old. Such old teaching. I would just want to talk to Jesus and all that. But somehow, she said Holy Spirit. And so I took that cue. So I went into one of the studios. I sat there. And what was going on in here could not match what I was going to say. So it was all from my mind where I was telling him, okay, Holy Spirit, can you speak not to me, but through me with this song. This song, on that same year, or I think two years later, uh, suddenly was caught On by people holy week we were gonna push another song that featured Regine Velasquez and me doing a duet and the radio station this is old school huh stuff this is the way it used to be Uh, radio station called the uh, the recording company to say I know you guys want to push this song called each passing night but people are requesting for this other song And it's this one. Listen, because it's kinda spiritual, we'll just play it during Holy Week. And then after that, okay now. Holy Week came, requests soared. Holy Week left, and requests continued to soar. It became a reflection to me that this song was really speaking into the hearts of people. Going back to what the principal of the school told me, bring joy to others through music, it was coming to life now, and it's not a joyful song. It's just a real song. It's just a song that really digs down deep, which and it's a song that reflects on one of the very, very first verses that my Kuya who led me to the Lord, what he taught me. It's found in Proverbs, chapters three, uh, chapter three, verses five and six. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own. lean not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight friends brothers and sisters the path that you may be on may not look straight to others they might look at you and still say how can that person even continue with his life His mom is sick. His dad is gone. He's not doing well. His finances are bad. But when you trust in him with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, he will make your path straight. I'm speaking out of somebody who is experiencing these things even today. I have no idea what the doctors are going to find in my body in the next few months, in the next few years. But I'm just going to trust in him, not with my heart, with all my heart and then let's see where he takes
0: me from there amen can I do this song you, I would love you to do this song please
1: okay so pandemic hit and one day um, I came up uh, Tita Angeli to some no? Angeli was telling me Gary it's the pandemic this would be the best time to reach people and I said okay but again there's that struggle inside of me online but you know, what about our sound? What about the lights? I don't have lights. I don't have... (sighs) So we put all of that aside. And one afternoon, I told my nephew, Joshua, who is uh, Tani's brother, and my niece, Julia, who is the daughter of Vic, who led me to the Lord. I said, okay, set up the iPhone here. I have a minus one. I just worked on it. And I'm just going to do this one take. Okay, just shoot this. Yeah, but... Tito, what about the lights? Never mind, never mind. Yeah, but Tito, you're only going to see your silhouette. It's okay. I don't want them to see me. I want them to feel the Lord instead of seeing me. This is the version that came out. It's called the live and raw version of this song called Take Me Out of the Dark. And um, if you've never heard this song before, believe me, okay? But God is in the business of taking you out of the dark. And you might find yourself in that situation again sometime in the future, and again God is going to pull you out of the dark. Trust me, there's nothing like being wheeled into the operating room. You're opened up here, and in about a month later or two, a few weeks later, you're being wheeled in again. This time for an operation <laughs> here, and the mind, no matter how strong you are in the Lord, the enemy can always. You're here again, yeah. cancer to gari. This is different, Gary. Diabetes you've lived with. Cancer. Big. Four centimeters by six centimeters is what they pulled out. And I remember being there on the bed just before they knocked me out. And I was alone and I said, Lord, I'm here again. And that's exactly how he responded.
2: Yeah. And I'm here again too.
1: You know? So, allow me now to do this, which happens to be my personal favorite composition that I've written for the Lord. Uh, And may this bless your hearts.
2: Just one is it in me sometimes i just don't know what keeps me in your love why you never let me go and though you're in me now i fall and hurt you still my lord please show me how to know just how you feel You have forgiven me too many times it seems I feel I'm not what you might call a worthy Christian after all And though I love you so, temptation finds its way to me me to trust in you with all of my heart to lean not on my own understanding because i just forget you won't give me what i can bear take me out of the dark my Lord, I don't wanna be there. No, no. No more. You've never left my side. You gave your hand to me to hold. Oh, Jesus. I'm no longer in the cold And yet, I leave you there When I feel satisfied I'd like to thank you every day Not only when I'd feel this way Now I've never known a man Who'd give his life for sinners like me and yet because he loves us so, he's promised us eternity, and we can have that promise and be his if we have faith, then just believe. Teach me to trust in you with all of my heart.
0: honor Tito Gary tonight You can sit you can sit you know I was talking with Tito Gary this week and I said hey so at the end of the service do you want to do you want to give the gospel message cuz uh, he, he did it. I saw it recently at Joseph the Dreamer. You delivered the gospel message. I said, you're good. You know, from one professional to another. <laughs> I said, you're good. And, and he wrote back. He said, no, I, actually, you just do it. You're, you know, they're used to seeing you. And I just whispered in his ear. I just said, you just sang the gospel message. I don't even need to do much listen if you're watching online if you're here in this room there's many people that know god just like gary did but less people know god in their heart and to know about god and to have a relationship with him are two different things in the philippines particular everybody knows about god that doesn't make you special that just makes you a filipino but to have a relationship with Jesus is something different. It, it means that it goes past just a story. It means it goes past a story of knowing that Jesus died on the cross. Everything that you said to your brother-in-law, Yes, I know. He, he was born on Christmas. I know he died. He, he rose again. We, we can know the facts. But it's so different to know the facts but to actually live it in your life. To come before God and say, Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of all the things that I've done that has separated me from you. See, there is a good story about Jesus. We're about to celebrate it at Christmas that he was born. And at Easter, we celebrate his death and resurrection. But the reason why Jesus needed to do it was because you and I, the Bible says, we have all sinned. Romans chapter three, verse 23 in the Bible, says we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. I love that verse. It's one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible because it means the person sitting next to you right now is as much of a rat bag as what you are. Isn't that amazing? Just look at them right now in the face, right? We're, we're all sinners. but a few chapters later it describes Paul describes in this book he says that the wages of sin, what that sin deserves that you and I have done, whether we've realized it or not, that sin deserves death but the free gift of Jesus is eternal. And because of what Jesus did on the cross, he took our sins and he paid the price that you and I deserve to pay. Because of what Jesus did, that song says, he's taken us out of the darkness. And all we have to do is learn to trust him with all of our heart. Maybe you're here, you've never made a decision to follow Jesus before. Maybe you're sitting here, you're watching online, you're listening and a long time ago you chose to follow Jesus, but you've walked away. You don't have a relationship with him. I want to give you a chance to respond. Could you all just bow your heads, close your eyes for a moment? You're saying, James, that's me. I'm that first person. I've never done this before. Or you're saying, James, I'm that second person. I did this a long time ago, but I, I've walked away. I, I don't have a relationship with God. Or, or maybe you're a third person where you're sitting here and you're like, I, I've only had a head knowledge of God. I've never had a personal relationship. With If that's you, you're here in this room or maybe you're watching online, I'm going to count to three. And when I get to three, I would love you to raise your hand right where you are, because I'm going to pray with you. We're all going to pray together tonight that you would encounter Jesus right where you are. The same Jesus that saved Gary Valenciano, the same Jesus that saved me tonight could save you. So right now, if that's you on the count of three, you lift your hands. One, two, three three right now all over this room lift your hands awesome thank you for your hand who else yeah thank you for your hand thank you for your hands who else tonight you're saying yes to jesus up the very back i see you yep here in the middle i see you here in the front see you here right in the middle here see you couple over here couple over here more hands going up just a moment longer if you're saying yeah that's me i I need jesus I've never given my heart to him or I walked away a long time ago. Thank you, sir. I see your hand. Awesome. In the back, see your hands. Wonderful. So many hands. Listen to me. If you lifted your hand, this is what I want you to do. I want you to put your hand on your heart right now if you lifted your hand. And online, you can do the same thing as well. If you're in your room somewhere watching this and you want to pray this prayer with us, put your hand on your heart. We're all going to pray this prayer together. A prayer... That was prayed 39 years ago a prayer that i prayed 19 years ago it's a prayer asking jesus to forgive us and come into our lives so come on why don't we all say this prayer together say dear lord jesus come to you right now and i ask you to forgive my sin i believe that you died on the cross but you defeated the grave and you rose victorious so right now i ask please come into my life be my lord and savior in jesus name i pray amen amen come on can we give god praise there were so many hands that just went up that was amazing beautiful listen to me if you lifted your hand uh the christian walk like you've heard tonight the christian walk is not easy And it's not meant to be done alone. It's meant to be done in family and community. And if you lifted your hands, uh, one of our team hopefully was able to see it. We're just going to come and say hi to you, uh, explain to you the decision that you've made. If by any chance we missed you because there was a ton of hands that went up, please, please come and see us at our VIP section uh, up in the back. If you are online and you made this decision online, please uh, go to the link. Uh, that is in the description of wherever you're watching from or whatever shows up on the screen because we would love to connect with you amen